This is professional radio, gentlemen. That's front wheel drive. Scotty, have you got anyone you want to thank? Just myself. And now we do the after hours. Da, da, da. <laughs> Uh, General, what would you go for? Thanks to your Sandero. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and because it's not a supercar. But it is. It's not. Ordinary perfection comes in the form of two letters, A and U. Long live my LTD. Welcome to Car Talk Tuesday Show. It's me, Matty J, in online with... Mr. David Prince, Mr. Edward Bunting, and Mr. Scott Scotty Doe uh, Johnson. What's happening, gentlemen? Not a huge amount, Matty. <laughs> you asked that last every week. week, Matt, and every Same week as last week. It gets <laughs> harder to come up with a with a positive answer. <laughs> you gotta give me something, Ed. Just give me something. Like I know it's, I know it's. I not- always give you something. You do. You do, you do. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not denying what you say, but I'm more kind of like I'm trying to get us something here to, to, trying to cling to some remnant of positivity within this podcast. I've got one. The outside temperature on the dash of the car was 20 degrees this afternoon. It was. It was, it yeah. was a nice. It was a nice afternoon. I, I drove nice home. Army afternoon. I drove home with the roof open. I was like, oh, I haven't done mm-hmm. this in a while. Yeah. That Forrester. Forrester. It certainly wasn't this Mercedes. <laughs> we you all know. Right out of Scotty's mouth, then. The work on that has been well Did, did I just hear the word Mercedes? <laughs> Don't choke on your steak, Scotty. Keep eating. Keep a minute eating. and a half in. There we go. <laughs> Scotty's got a burn. It, it, didn't, it didn't take long for the Mercedes jokes to start. Well, um, but no, it was definitely the the, the ever reliable Subaru because it does work and it's, it's Japanese and it doesn't break. So that that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. How many cars do you have, Matt, that have sunroofs? You got the, the Merc, if we can still count that. The Subaru. That's it. That's, that's it. That's just those two. That's okay. just those two. See, I I like a sunroof, but I wouldn't go out of my way to get a sunroof if you know what I mean. Like I just I just find you know there's just more to go wrong. Like you know sun like leaking and rusting and like I've seen. So many, uh, was it 90s, early 90s um, preludes with all rusty uh, <laughs> rusty sunroofs. Everybody that I knew that had one of those had a rusty sunroof. At least they every, still every single one. Well, mm. Yeah, at least they work. At least they work, yeah. <laughs> Did you see the video of that um, woman? I think it might have been America, but she went through the car wash. And by the looks of it, it looked like it was a Range Rover. And you know those big sunroofs that they come with? Yeah, the, the big panoramics, yeah. Those really long ones go all the way to the back. Yeah, it was leaking, and there was a lot of water gushing in. I was talking to someone the other day. It might have been you, David. It was. I know what you're going to say. (laughs) We're talking about the, you know, the 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 car wash activated the 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 sensor on the auto electric boot, and so as they went through the car wash, you know, the sensor goes, "Oh, you want the boot open?" Flings the boot up, (laughs) catches the rollers and everything. You just like. Bent it back onto the roof of the car, oh, the roller, as it went over. You're just like, that's one of those stupid tech things that you just don't need. A lot of things you, you don't need. Guys. You just yeah. don't need. If you can't open a boot on your car, well, you probably shouldn't be behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have the strength to open a normal boot, well, you don't have the strength to turn the steering wheel, I would argue. I, Having I said that, my mum's new Yaris does have the electric boot. <laughs> 
but it um it just comes off the model and but even the guy at toyota said to me because i asked about the electric tailgate i said How have you found it and he said yeah they're not great they they don't really work very well like if you do it manually if you touch the button yourself it'll it'll yeah, go up yeah. or down but yeah. doing the foot kick function thing he's like yeah not great it's a wank like really it oh, is yeah. it's it, bullshit yeah so that's definitely one of those one of those little wanky yeah. wanky features that you get on a car these days that yeah. is like well is it re- is it really needed like I had to do a job uh, last week on a brand new S class Benz that had some damage to a very small bit of damage to the interior couldn't get into it um, the gestures that I was obviously making to it weren't the appropriate gestures were you, were you gesturing your middle finger at it to try <laughs> 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 well, it didn't like it, my gestures, so the, the, the workshop manager came over, didn't like his gestures either. So 40 minutes it took them to get into this car. And, and, and like, that's just nuts. I know, I know. You know and, and Imagine normal- standing in the rain, you know, or, or you know, beside a freeway or something trying to get But in. normally there's an override, you know, normally in a case like that you can, okay, yes, you can use gesture to open the door, but you can also just get the remote and click open. That's right. Mm-hmm. But they were doing that, and even yeah. that wasn't working. It work. <laughs> wow. Work. There was a glitch somewhere yep. along the way. But... We already done a topic, topic, Maddie, on pointless, pointless features on cars. It doesn't work. I don't think we have. I think that's a really good idea. Because be I was thinking, like the swing air vents too. I just don't. Oh, no, oh, I yeah, like them. Five, they yeah. were cool. Oh, just... They were nice. They were nice, Scotty. Nah. Telstar TX5. Yeah, my mum's 26 had those, and my dad's Fairlane had Fairlane, that. yes, LTD <laughs> Fairlane. They, they had just those. don't see the point in it swinging. If you want the air, you just aim it towards yourself. If you don't want it, just aim it away. No, but <laughs> sometimes you, you want it, but you don't want it full on you. You just want a little waft of a breeze. So just don't aim it fully on you, just a little bit on you. Yeah. And turn it down to just a small breeze. So, Scotty, are you one of those people that's got a like a desk fan or or a, or a, sta- or a standing <coughs> fan and you don't have it on oscillate? You've just got it on the, on the one position? If I'm really hot, I don't want it on oscillate because when it's moving along, you get disappointed when it's not on you. <laughs> and <laughs> you're just waiting contrast. for it to come it's back and it finally hits you like, yes, and then you're disappointed again. You're like, oh. And yes, and you're disappointed again. <laughs> There's enough disappointment in life without having to. Yeah, exactly that. right. <laughs> Well, it's I reckon that's a weird thing that car companies don't do anymore. Like you just you don't see oscillating vents, do you? They, I don't, I'm not aware of any car that's got oscillating vents. Yet in the '90s, that was such a mm. thing. That was a cool. I thing. don't even reckon it comes on like new S classes or no, anything. It does, it doesn't. Doesn't. Yeah. No, I suppose in general, climate control or climate out of control. Some of them are <laughs> systems are a lot better. You know, the sensors and the the. Yeah, the fan speeds and you know how it directs the air and everything. They're a lot smarter than what they used to be. Yeah, no, I, I is that I a good thing? That. Yeah, you know, I never use climate control. I always, in every car that I've ever driven with climate control, I'll manually put it where I want. I never, I never go auto take care of it because it always annoys me and doesn't do what I want. Same here. Yeah, I I tried the the whole auto thing not too long ago in in the Forester because yeah, it's, it's got it's got auto climate and. You know, it's just, you just hear the the fan slowly work its way up, and it gets to its full, and then it comes back down and it goes back up. And it always turns the aircon on. Yeah, yeah, yep. it's a, it's an automatic thing that. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, so I, I lose like, power that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing wrong with it with a rotary button, but. You know, it's funny you guys, you guys mentioned this because Jason Camisa is one of my favorite automotive journalists. I don't know if you guys have seen much of much of his work, but he's a, he's probably the, one of the biggest VW Golf fanboys ever. And he's he's a self he's a self, he's 
self admits that he is. Anyway, he test drove recently the the Mark Eight Golf GTI, mm-hmm. and he's like, in every way, it's worse than the Mark Seven. Really? He's like, oh, he's like, it's got. He's like, don't, don't even remember it's a powerhouse, a quick car, you know, all all these things. But he's like, in every single way, VW have ruined the car. And he's like, I will not be buying buying one. He's like, I'll be sticking with my Mark Seven uh, because it's got all these new, it's got these new just touch sensitive, um, you know, buttons on the steering wheel and and you know all these like all the buttons on the dashboard are pretty much gone. He's like, he's like, for it's insane. Like, why are they? Why did they do this? It's gonna. It's more to go wrong. The buttons don't even on the pre-production ones that they they don't really work that great or anything. He said, and the. Uh, the actual infotainment system when when you start the car takes forever to start and he's like he's like why is this uh why would they take a try and go this far in a, to to advance themselves when you know is it bigger and heavier now uh, i i think it is a little bit I assume so you'd assume so with with all that tech but mm. but he, he's like honda did the same thing if you i don't know i probably didn't, you'd know you'd know about this david but they they went pretty much very and then they went. They're like, and then it was rubbish. So they went. They went back. That's right. That's they right. went. And, and he's like, he's like, Modern surely was a, it was an upgrade. You know, in the next model, the facelift. You know, oh, we can now example of that, David. What, volume button. <laughs> what's an example of where that happened, David? Civic. I think uh, when the current shape Civic was first released, it, it it didn't have a volume control button. It had a, um, a slide, oh, uh, upscreen slide, slide thing. Oh. And, yeah, it, it, when the facelift came out or the update to the model, it had a volume button um, back. You know, well, so, it, yeah, there's certainly or a few uh, little... There, there, is, there is a point where ergonomics just can't be improved on, you know, with yep. some things. Like, yep. like with, a, you know, an old Camry with a one, two, three, four fan and an infinitely adjustable hot, cold dial, like, yep. and an air con on and an air con off. Button. Oh, like, exactly. Just kind of can't, no matter how smart you think your climate control is and it's reading if there's a passenger's bum on the back left seat, blah, 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 and adjusting the temperature. Like, you just kind of can't beat that, uh, that setup. Mm-hmm. And no matter how hard you try, but there's got to be countless, you know, examples of that, particularly with in automotive design, where it just you can't get much better. Well, you know, this, so is, this is what this is what Jason said. He, he's like he's like if VW was smart, they would have they would have looked what happened at Honda and said, "Hell no, we're not we're never going to do that." Like that is yeah. arguably mm. a massive screw up. Backward step. Yeah, backward step. And he, he's like he's like yeah. this car feels like a backward step. Like it, it's like it's got. I'll link you guys the videos the video after this. But basically, the buttons on the, on the steering wheel they're all just just like you got to <laughs> graze them the right way, like rub it the right way. Otherwise, you know. And oh. I'm like, this is this is insane. Why would they do that? Like like, and especially because like again, the Honda horror story, which which was that which was that pre facelift. You know, if that doesn't if that didn't set the precedent for you know not to do that, VW have just been like, "Dust is German, dust is better." Uh, mm. They've just they've just been like, "No, we don't care. We're going to do it anyway." So, and you'd was, rather like as an owner, particularly as an enthusiast owner of a car like that, you'd rather say, "Okay, let's stick with the simple climate control and volume buttons," but give me this, you know, like yeah. something something that's like a, a performance exhaust where you can turn it on and off via remote, or mm. something that's going to enhance your drive of that experience car, yeah. yeah rather yeah. than bullshit tech for the sake of tech even just like a better sound system maybe some yeah. upgraded speakers or something you know absolutely yeah, exactly 
Yeah, completely agree with that. And 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 I think I think it's a step backwards. Like it's just it's it. But they're all going this way, right? So it's it, like the virtual dashboards too. You know, the customizable virtual dashboards. Yeah, you don't spend that much time looking at the dash when you're driving the car. You're actually meant to be looking outside the car, the car. Right? Yeah. at the road, unless you're driving a Tesla that's on autopilot and crashes into a police car. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the majority of cars, you know, the, and so the distraction that a lot of the, that sort of virtual tech and um, all the new Benzes have got this great big screen, you know, two-thirds of the, of the yeah. car. Yeah. Imagine having to replace that. No, exactly, exactly. Imagine the cost of replacing that. It'll happen. I feel like a lot of it's like a gimmick. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's it's just it's for the again. It's it's a wank. It's novelty. It'll wear off in no time. You're like, you know, you're like, oh, look what I've done for the dash. You know, that looks cool. And then a week later, you're like, eh. yeah, yeah. It's you know, and the, the number of colors, like you know, there's a lot of new cars doing it, not just Benz, but you can customize, you know, the interior mood lighting. There's like. A rain, an entire rainbow full of colours. You get. And it's just like well, once you set the one you like. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I prefer white. Done. <laughs> okay. It reminds me of phone ringtones. Remember when that was huge? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. ringtone and all that. No one cares anymore. I've never once on my current phone gone through the phone ringtones. Like it's just an old school ring ring. It's loud. I can hear it. Done. Yeah. It was huge when you're at school. You know, your phone like oh, listen to this song or whatever you got. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was massive. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Matthew. We've become very, you know. No, no. This is this is we're jaded, a little bit off topic. Jaded, <laughs> no, but, no, but this is it's actually a really good, really good topic that I, I think we should we should really cover in more depth because, like, yeah, there there that is a pointless, yeah, that is a pointless thing, and 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 I think those pointless little little gimmicks in cars like like oh you know it's got a massage seat that'll massage you in every single crevice of your body, and I mean, just like you don't really need it. Like I was saying to my brother. Like his car's got too many buttons. Like he's he's got an FG Falcon, and I've got a B Series Falcon. The B Series one's very simple layout. Like like you've you've seen you've seen the car, and and mm. I think you've, you've all seen the car. Very simple, um, you know, ICC layout. His one, there's a thousand different buttons, and I'm like, okay, maybe sim- simplicity is better. But when you're going so simple, that's just idiotic. Like mm-hmm. I, I I just I just find that absolutely insane. So I don't know. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit of a balance, I think, and um. I remember talking at the motor show years ago. This would have been back in 2005 or six, somewhere there, and talking to my colleagues and one of them was rabbiting on about keyless entry and, oh, my God, it's amazing, it's amazing, it's amazing, and and head-up display. And we were arguing which spec should be in a, in a particular BMW or, you know, what, what would you rather sort of thing. And I can't remember which way I argued, but I think it was... I think it was the keyless entry. You know, I was just like the keyless entry I might have argued was more useful because you can, you're using it every time you get in the car, you're using that convenience. Whereas head up display, okay, you might argue you can use it every time you're driving rather than looking out on the road. But it was, to me, I'm like the speedo's right there. I've never struggled with that. You know, whereas walking up and getting your remote out, that's a, that's an every time sort of struggle you've got to, okay where's my key oh yeah click click it's upside down whatever so i think some and both of those things now are commonplace in a lot of cars ironically but some things like those swing vents we were talking about you know they in in retrospect when the car does become a bit of a classic they they, they, they become cool you know yeah, yeah. true <laughs> cool it's got swing vents or it's 
it's cool that it's maybe not a volume thing, but you know, there's there's some quirk to it that makes it interesting. My dad drove a what was it, eighty seven LTD limo when he was when he was limo driving for for a while, and and the the limo company when they when they made the car back in the eighties, they they managed to get uh, they probably would have ordered from Ford, but another set of swing vents for the back for like for the for the back part of the car, so the back oh, part of the car had the swing cool. vents as well. I was like, oh, that is so cool. And you can, you can press it and you can stop it at a position. You can just, and it will stop at a position and you can yes. turn it back on again. I remember you could do that. You could, yeah, you could stop it at an angled position. And because it, it wasn't all events, it was just the center to Census, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a feature Scotty would particularly appreciate. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, could, you, could, you could freeze frame that, Scotty. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Anyway, moving on, we'll have to come back to this uh, very soon, this talk, because I, I think that's, I think we should find the most BS features that have ever come in a car. And just, like, and just, I was just going to say, it's like hi-fi systems. You know, some of the world's most expensive hi-fi systems are also the simplest. Mm. Um, you know, the ones with all the buttons and the lights and the graphic equalizers and the big doof doof speakers and, you know, even like home systems I'm talking, um, and I suppose car ones as well, but, but home ones particularly, you know, it's almost like the more buttons, the, the better and remote can get like remote controls. How many buttons do you actually use on your TV remote mm. or, your, or your DVD remote order? Like four, you know, yeah. I would argue maybe five. There are so many buttons that go untouched on those things and you just think, Actually, remote control stereos in cars. Oh, crazy. That has to be one of the most useless. Crazy. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Use yeah. uh, remote control or you can reach over and touch it. You know, like. I mean, I suppose it's designed for someone in the back to control it. But then if you're, if you're in my car and I'm driving, you're not. No. Well, <laughs> my car thing. like music. I was I, I was part of that uh, when I was a eighteen year old and I had I had a really expensive head unit in my car with the uh, remote the remote control. So Macca's car parks late at night and you had the boot open with the subbies playing. Uh, you you could you could just instead of going to the car, you just change change the uh, ch- from outside the car and in the you know behind the boot just just pop it in and and, and change it. Did like, you yeah. used to take the little face off, put in your case, and then put in your bum bag and leave? Absolutely. <laughs> I used to do that every bloody time. Uh, you know, you'd park the car, pop the face, put it in your thing, take that in your backpack. It's like, who can be stuffed? Seriously. I, I did that for a few years because radio theft was still, was still a thing back then. Now, they're so, what, they're 150 bucks for a USB yeah. bag yeah. food. No one, it's, it's not worth stealing. No, anyway, it is. Oh, it I can picture young Maddie there putting it into his little bum bag and off he goes. Adidas, Adidas bum bag. Thank you very much. <laughs> Nobody's stealing my laser stereo, seriously. <laughs> Nobody's touching it. But anyway, gentlemen, <laughs> car updates. How are we going? Let's start with David Prince. What's happening with your cars? This, uh, well, we did have a nice day Saturday, so I actually, um, in the interests of getting essential supplies within five kilometres, I did do, do a little bit of driving. Mm-hmm. I have the, I think I've mentioned before, the restoration project that the club's taken on in it with the 77 Accord. So that finally got on club plates, as I mentioned last week. And last Saturday, I took it out just for a bit of a shakedown and uh, drove five kilometres in one direction, then five kilometres back, and then five kilometres in another direction, and five kilometres back. But I put about 20 or 30 k's on it, and um, so far, so good. It's just that that car sat for 
well, an indeterminate amount of time. We've had it two years and it hasn't been on the road and it was off the road for a long time before that. So it's just a matter of going through and checking and making sure, you know, now it's now it's all going again to make sure everything's running properly. So, so far, so good. And I was just telling uh, Maddie before too, I channeled my inner Peter Williamson from the 79 Hardy Ferodo 1000 <laughs> and uh, put a camera in one of my cars and went for a little bit of a five kilometre drive too and um, came up with some really good f- footage. It's amazing what a, what a magnetic mount and some rubber bands to cushion the vibration does. And um, yeah, it, it came up really good. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll have to do. I, something like I was surprised with that, David. I commented to you the the sound was good because yes, you did it in the in the Honda Scamp, obviously, which has a very unique twin cylinder, distinctive yeah. three hundred and fifty four cc's. Yeah, and so you could really hear the motor coming through and what it's like to. It, I felt like I was in the car. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this is this is a, well done. A couple of people said to me, "Who was sitting in the back of the car? There's no seats in the back of the car. Who was doing that?" I said, "No, there's no one in the back of the car. It was just, just <laughs> yeah. otherwise you would have seen you heard you chatting away." Exactly. Well, that'll be the next one. You see, I'll have to do a do a uh, commentary like Peter Williamson did. Yeah, commentary. Because that was the first time a car was, a camera was ever in a race car. Oh, yeah. Wow. At, uh, Bathurst in '79, so yeah, so that was good. It, it's good to just keep them running anyway. I mean, you've <laughs> we can't go out. It's getting that desperate here in Melbourne that a couple of guys I know through Instagram and stuff who are often at car meets doing photos and, and really good photos. One of them started posting photos of his diecast cars. So <laughs> he's been posing those in, in, in on tables and said, you know, well, I can't get out to the shows. He said, so you're going to have to suffer you know. through this. Even go. the guy that does the, the, the matchbox cars in front of the real car, yeah. you know, they can do actually doing them against the cover of magazines. <laughs> so, <you> know, like, <laughs> so it's it's I, I really appreciate the resourcefulness of some people. Yeah, I remember uh, in, in lockdown one, one of my uh, – activities was cataloging all of my diecast model cars so i went through and sort of cataloged them by brand and by make and what have you and i thought gee that seems like a long time ago i did that now i haven't <laughs> I haven't looked at that spreadsheet since i just thought oh but it was nice to get one to get them out of the box one out of that one one at a time i remember that from when i was a kid i remember that one you know i just hadn't physically eyeballed them for a long you should time. have done a video like an unboxing video that's the whole thing <laughs> There could be hours of footage there. But in bigger car news, it was interesting you're talking about the Mark 8 Golf. Volkswagen got far bigger problems than that service this week. They do. They yeah. do. It's it's an yeah. absolute disgrace. It's, it's absolutely outrageous. outrageous. Yes. Uh, just for context, a few um, episodes ago when I did the quiz, one of the questions was about Volkswagen's most produced part, and it turned out to be the currywurst, currywurst. sausage that they've been producing since since the end of the war, basically, since the, mm. the factory went, went back up. Well, the new CEOs decided, no. no, we're going to be a leaner, meaner machine. We're going to cut our CO2 emissions, and we don't need to sell those 18,000 sausages a day they sell. That's a lot. That's a lot of sausages. In fact, the report actually said um, at that rate, the CO2 emissions of the production of the sausage are probably more than the factory. <laughs> so... <laughs> So it's all very well saving the world and making people healthier, but if they they get rid of the curry sausage, that's just ridiculous. I mean, you know, um, I don't think they can be long for this world. Surely they're making very bad decisions. Well, he's not making any friends. That um, no, no, going to take a hit on their profits. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know. 
you know, he's he, yeah. It's it's sort of a nice ideal, but he's not making friends. And and uh, you know, if you do that, well, yeah. well become known as Versgate, which I suppose is better than yeah. <laughs> Dieselgate. But <laughs> I think uh, the people well, at the one way to piss someone off is to mess with right. their lunch. And you know, these guys I know, I know. Lunch. <laughs> the guys at the plant need to strike. Then he'd be like, no, no, not having this. Sorry, mate. Bring back our worst. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be picketing. And all yeah. <laughs> so that's well, me for the week. Edward. Uh, what have I done? I have had the Tarago serviced. Mm. I rode my bike out to pick that up, and I didn't take my fold-up bike. I took my full mountain bike because you can just shove it in the back. I was like... I might I might ride to the mechanic on that and pick it up because it's it's got gears it's a nicer smoother ride so that was good. Tarago's fine, just had an oil and filter change, nothing drastic. I do want to get it to your mate at Harcon. Special mention to the show's sponsor to get him to do shocks and rear springs and whatever other rubbers need doing. I think I think that's probably a Harcon job, and it's mm. probably a job he's not usually getting in the door of an old bus. So. Mm. <laughs> Do you think he's up to the task, Matthew? No, he's he's, he's got no, he's got no expertise in, in a suspension at all. So. Well, he may not. He may just be all performance. This is a this is a family vehicle. He'd be you know? fine. He'd be fine. Okay, all right. So yeah, my plan is to get it to him at some stage when we can to to look at the suspension. The two hundred and thirty E has its new water pump. You'll be pleased to know. And I motored down uh, to my bubble in that, which was a lovely drive. And I just thought, oh, I like this car. And then I put a photo on Instagram, funnily enough, you know, and I wrote that comment, oh, Lord, won't you buy me? And Mercedes Williams. Exactly. Now, you get that reference. Scotty gets it. David gets it. My my mum was looking at Instagram. She's like, what what do you mean by that, Ed? And I said, well, it's it's a Janis Joplin song, 1970. You know, it's quite famous. She said, I've never heard of that song. And Dad had heard of it, but Mum hadn't heard of it. So I went to YouTube YouTube and then then I played that. And one of the other comments on that Instagram post was from another friend of mine, don't leave that car just sitting in a heap, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets it, but he gets it. Um, and my mum was like, what does that comment mean? And I said, well, that's the start of the Pick Apart jingle. Mm. The pick Apart, where everything's cheap. Yeah, come to Pick Apart, where everything's cheap, you know. So <laughs> Pick Apart, Pick Apart, Pick Apart, Pick Apart, yeah. So I played that for mum as well, so she's fully educated on um the comments that were being made about it. <laughs> because reason being that car came from the wrecker. That's that's why I can't I can't believe they're going to wreck that car. Wreck like that. It's, it's an actual disgrace that they were even contemplating. Almost just as disgraceful as the currywurst sausage debacle. Almost, almost, almost. <laughs> Ooh, one thing I did too. Whenever I'm in lockdown, I tend to get on eBay, and you tend to just buy stuff because why not? I came across an original Renault 16 Caltex lubrication chart from 68, 69. Which, you know, I thought, oh, Ed, you don't need that. And then I thought, well, I've never seen one before and it's $12. And I was like, yeah, I'll have that. So, oh, that's your hand. So that's on the way. Um, hold out your hand. Yeah, I might get that later this week. And I thought, well, yeah, that'll, that'll look good in behind a frame somewhere one day. I'm really starting to amass a bit of a shrine of Renault 16 paraphernalia. <laughs> more, so than, more so than any other car I own. Indeed. You know? I had You're sick. That. I wondered if you could. Uh... It's a bit of a shrine. You're a sick man, Ed. Yeah, well, you know, yes, yes, I am probably sick. 
But it's cheaper than the psych bills. Just buy more cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Scott. Me. Unfortunately, not much, really. Still, there's not much I can do. Started the 31. Oh, when was it? Maybe a week ago or something. Just to give it a bit of a run. Perfect. What does it need for, to get on the road? What, what does it need for club permit? Um, I'd probably have to get like seat covers, um, floor mats to cover the rip. Or, or get a permit and bring it to me and get me to fix it. All that, that's probably better because <clears throat> eventually I do want that fixed. I'd like to get the, um, the not the dash, the speedo cluster and that fixed as well because some of them aren't working. So that means they're just, they all say that it's the solder is all cracked and just needs to be refixed. So. Just, yeah. I don't know if that needs to be done for Roadworthy. I don't know. Is that a cat? That's, that's a that's, cat. Yeah. <laughs> that's super. Where's the <laughs> I don't know where he is. I'll see if he comes back. I'll grab him. But yeah. we want to see him online. <laughs> no. He's somewhere. He's there. He's there. There's some school holidays coming up. Is that like a job for the school holidays to definitely? Uh, yep. Get those couple of things done. Yeah, Scotty, you, you've got you've got a due photos. you've got a due date. It's the end of this year. It's coming fast, isn't it? It's it's coming very fast. It's well, happening. Let's, let's be positive. Classic Japan is the oh, David. What? What? You get depressed every time you mention it. I just think it's not going to happen. Well, it won't if none of us think it will. The 12th, December the 12th. December the 12th. That's your deadline, Scott. Be quiet, Simba. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come December 12th. Got, I'll, even, I'll, I'll even rock up. Can I rock up if I've just got a permit? <laughs> no, I think it's a bit funny about that. I think oh, it's got to be registered. It's got to be on the permit or registered. Yeah. What about... Oh, oh. What about a trade plate? Oh, yeah, if you can get me one of them. Oh, yeah. I've got one. Uh, it'd be good to see it, Scotty. It'd be good to see the, the Mighty 31. Definitely. Yep. It's coming what, along. What's your updates, Matt? My updates? Well, I got a little bit this week, actually. It's, I know, I know. So, as you guys know, I dropped off the MR2 to get the uh, thermostat done. Thermostat got done and the leak was that they found was coming from the distributor. So they took the distributor apart, resealed it, new O-rings and you know, tidied it all up, put it back together. And because Ratman's the, the, the Toyota guru, it was whoever played with, someone had tried to fix it before and did a terrible job at it. So the car would sometimes not run really good. And now the car, oh my God, it's a different car after getting the distributor done. Like it feels... Yeah. It feels like a. It, it feels like a legit a different car. Like it, it revs all the way to redline now, and like like hard and sounds good, and it doesn't sputter anymore, and it's really smooth. I'm like, wow, this. I, I don't know why I didn't get this done before. Uh, the temp the temperature is really good. Uh, it comes up comes straight up the temp now, which is which is perfect where it should, instead of being cold for ninety five percent of the trip until you get somewhere somewhere. So what's been done, Matt? Thermostat and the Dizzy's rebuilt. Yeah. So and it, like it, it, the dizzy was okay. It just it just wasn't it wasn't positioned right or whatever it was, and, and it was leaking. So he's you know he's, he's cleaned it all, resealed it, taken it apart, put it back together, uh, and now yeah, it's it, she's she's really good now. So I'm really really happy with it. Like it, I, I drove it, I drove it when I picked it up. I was like, oh, it's a different car. Like it feels really nice now. 
So I dropped off the laser to get its service, picked that up. Runner just shook his head at me and just like, oh, one in, one out. It's pretty standard from you. <laughs> and it's MR2 is going in tomorrow morning to get the aircon done uh, at the place uh, right right near him. So he's like, he's like, look, if you want the aircon, I, I said to Runner to get the aircon done while it was there. He's like, look, this, this guy this guy does it for me anyway. So just just book it in for next week. So that's, so that's going. Not, or go, not yet. That's tomorrow. Tomorrow, oh, cool. tomorrow morning, first thing. So is that just a service or is it going to be fixed? Or well, be- I don't know. It's never worked since I've owned the car. So oh, okay. I'm like, to him, if you can just suss it out, see what see what it needs. Um, yeah. He's like, it's, it's like, it could be something as simple as a regas. It could be something as disastrous as, you know, a compressor. Or, yeah. yeah. So he's like, look, we'll, we'll just suss it out and have a look at it. And he's like, it shouldn't take us too long to, he's like, they're very simple. The very simple things, aircon systems are actually not that complicated. So he, he's like, he's like, you know, it'll take us half an hour to diagnose it at, at worst to see if there's something going wrong, going wrong, wrong with it. Brilliant. So that's happening tomorrow. Um, and yeah, that'll be, that'll be, yeah, that'll be that. Get the, get the laser back and then it's LTD for service and then it's Mercedes for service. And then I'm done. I'm done, done, done. Woo. I've only got two more, I think. The city and the Renault Renault. have not had their yearly service. These just minor service? Yeah. Yeah, just like oil change. Basic. Yearly oil change, you know. Yeah. Which which Renault are you talking about? You need to be specific. My brother's got the white one, so that's his responsibility. Uh, Uh, This is the yellow one. The yellow. Yellow. So the yellow and the Honda City, which I'll probably do both of those myself, just oil and filter there easy enough, and and that'll be done. So yeah, that is pretty much uh, my my updates, uh, gentlemen. I was going to say before we move on, did you guys see on car sales this GC8 WX wagon? Uh, I read you the I read you the the specs, and you guys can guess the price: thirty eight thousand five hundred Ks on it. So not a lot of Ks. It's a ninety eight manual wagon really clean it's in that it's in that nice little purpley blue i don't know if mm-hmm. you guys can see a picture of it but uh oh geez now now it's gone anyway <laughs> but basically it's it, look it's 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 mint guess how much they're after for this car for gc8 gc8 wagon wrx low case all over to thirty-seven thousand. Oh, very low case five thousand mm. how much uh, uh, five so what was that? Sixty-five. Sixty-five. Yeah. Uh, no. I was thinking around the sixties. So we're talking more. Uh, less. You, you, sixty grand. They're after sixty thousand. Yeah, I'm not far off the money. Yeah. Sure. That, that's that's a lot it's of money. It's already steep. At that, you own it, I think. Yeah, that's a lot. They're not really sought after the wagons. Yeah, I know. Uh, I I quite like the Wagners. I think I think it's a bit I think it's a bit out there. But I do uh, too. Yeah, so do I. But when I when I found out that price, I was like, yeah, nah, not for me. <laughs> Prices are just bizarre at the moment. Yeah. Did, did you see any of the Lloyd's results from the Lloyd's Classic Car Auction? No, no. I didn't see. Nah, they had a Mazda Cosmo. Now, friends of uh, friend of Ed and mine has a Mazda Cosmo, a one ten S from nineteen seventy, which he's had for many many years. Um, there was one popped up in the Lloyd's auction. It was totally munted. Like it, it was rusty. There were the photo of the interior that the, 
they had cloth inserts. There was no cloth. It was just foam. Like the, all the, the cloth had just disintegrated. Wrong steering wheel. But every every panel was really compounded rust. It sold for eighty thousand. Oh, woo, mama! Like, I, I mean, where are you going to find parts for it? Number one, yeah, but you couldn't even use it as a parts car for another car because nothing was redeemable. It, it was wow. just. It's just what does that make you? What does that make a nice one worth? Oh, it's got to be a couple of hundred, hasn't it? Now, surely, if that's mm. if that's what a parts mm. car in Australia is going for, I mean, it might have sold it to someone overseas, I suppose. What What year was this one? It's about a seventy. So the first <coughs> Cosmo, the one that looks like George yeah. Jetson's car, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was just straight away thinking three rotor one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the one of the old ones. Well, there's a there's a there's a three rotor the Unos Cosmo. It's not even actually a three rotor. It's the two rotor one. Uh, on car sales at the moment with 50,000 Ks on the clock for $90,000. Wow. Um, not even. Did you see the one that they put up on Iron Chef Imports? Uh, oh. Yes, but they don't usually put the price, do they? Did you see what it went for? Uh, he said you would need at least 60-odd thousand. Yeah, okay, okay. So not exact price or anything. But that was gone in like... 30 minutes yeah, wow. and snapped up by someone. See, uh, Runner, his actual landlord had a uh, Unos Cosmo and the, the thing blew its motor because it's a rotary. That's what they do. And he, <laughs> anyway, he, he put another motor in it and but the car was worth nothing. This was probably 10 years ago. Like it was worth, it was worth piss all. Like he's yeah. like, oh, you know, he's, he's like, look, they were even contemplating, is it really worth getting another engine for it? Because it's not really worth a lot of money. It was on, he's like, oh yeah, we'll just, we'll just stick one in it. I can't believe that's how much they're going for, Scotty. That, that's insane. Has the Mazda tax applied and the yeah. tax at the double whammy at the moment, isn't it? <clears throat> I guess a lot of them got scrapped and got their motors taken out and put into RX-7s and that. Oh, I was just about to say that. Everyone just wanted the three-rotor out of it. Mm. Um, do, you, do you know how much that MR2 went for, David? No, I didn't Didn't see that. Oh, um, that's the, the white one like yours. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't the cleanest because it had. It's had front end paint, and they've painted all all the black bits white for some reason. Oh, okay. So oh, I can't find exactly where that where that auction ended up, but anyway, I can't find a link to to looking at the to look at the results. But I think that Cosmo, the newer one, like our mates got, um, the two door Unos Cosmo thing, David. That. He said to me that at the time it was new it was the most expensive car, you, Japanese car you could buy. That's right, it was. It was the first you. Japanese car to come with intrusion bars in the doors from the factory. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that was that was Mazda's flagship. Yeah, Unos, the Unos flagship. But yeah, it was the most expensive car that ever sold, ever built. So it was more expensive even than the um, 2000 GTs when they were new. Well, there you go. Huh? What happens next? So it's uh, time for some some what would you rather's gentlemen. Mm. So we haven't we haven't done what would you rather's in a, in, a, in quite in quite a while. And, and if you if you got if you guys have got any along the process, we can with happily discuss them. But basically, we're going to do some some what would you rather's before we get to the quiz at the end of the show. So it is the mid noughties okay? And you're looking to buy a hot hatch now. Hot hatches are starting to really. Uh, kind of coming to their own at this point, aren't they? So this is when they, they you know, were getting turbocharged. They were, um, you know, becoming a, becoming really powerful and, and, you know, pricey as well. You have a few options. Now, 
you're going, you're going to, you're walking through, just, just picture yourself back in the early naughty, in the early noughties and, and, you, and you're like, Oh, I've got a hankering for a hot hatch. Well, I'm going to go for, I'm going to walk around the dealership and, and see what I and see what I can find. So this is so, like 2002, 2003. No, no, you're looking 05 onwards. Okay. Right. So I'm walking around with my little stick MP3 player. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Have you got one of those Livestrong, Lance Armstrong, yellow? Yeah, yeah. So, of course, you go to to see the the new Mark V GTI because that's just that's just come out. And you're like, ooh, new Golf GTI, finally a proper Golf GTI instead of the, the one we had for the Mark IV. Then you're like, okay, I'll see. I'll see what the French have got. They've got the Megane Sport. Go over to to their friends at Volvo. See the C30 T5. Then you find out that the C32 T5 has two brothers: the Focus XR5 Turbo and the Mazda 3 MPS. So you go search them as well. Then you you find well, I don't really want a turbocharged one. I want to go high revving. So you go to Honda and look at the Civic Type R FM2. Where are where are you spending your best part of forty two ish thousand dollars? And why? Okay, so options just to run through them again. Golf GDI. Golf GDI. Magan Sport. Magan Sport. Nah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, C30 T5. I've got a newfound respect for that car from, from Alex, but nah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Civic Type R. FN2. Which is an EK? No, no, no. no, 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 no. FN2. What's yeah, FM2? What's that? What's with that? the triangular exhausts at the back? Oh, the weird uh, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Mazda three MPS. Yep, that's me. Or XR five turbo focus. Don't like Fords. No. Mazda three MPS. Very easy choice. Why okay. would you? Why? Why? That, that, that's why? the question. Why? So, if you again, if you had to spend your money and and you and you've yeah. said no, you've said no to the to the Megane straight away. You didn't say no to the GDI. But I know you're not a VW. Guy. No, I did. I said no to the GDI. Okay, well, no to the GDI, no to the Megane, no to the no to the C30. So the so GDI they, is a Mark Five then. Mark Mark Five by then, yeah. Yeah, no GDI because Veg product crap doesn't hold up well, and DSP stuff, and I just don't like them. The uh, the Volvo is actually quite a good car, but just a bit left of center, probably a bit weird. Um, and again, Euro. But see, I, I didn't know a lot about those until I met Alex. And, you know, just hearing about that five-cylinder, two-and-a-half-litre turbo, it's, it's actually a remarkably good little car. And very, very, yeah, it goes well, very and pretty well built. Well, here's the thing, Edward. That's the same car as virtually as the XR5 turbo and virtually the same car despite the, en- despite the engine difference in the Mazda 3. For me, the yes. Ford badge has always cheapened a Mazda product. So I would always buy the Mazda version over the Ford version. That sounds snobby, but I just don't really. Um, What's even- a Mazda? 2.4? 2.3. 2.3. 2.3. 2.3. 2.3. Yeah. yeah. So out of, out of those, it's got – so like the XR5 and the and the T5 had the biggest engine, the 2.5 litre. The Mazda 3 comes in next at 2. Point, so, so XR5 and, and T5 had the 2.5. Mazda 3 had the 2.3 litre. Yeah. Megane was a two-liter Golf GDI was a two-liter, and the Civic was a two-liter as well. That was the uh, K20. Right. Yeah. So uh, back then, and you see now, I might be swayed to the Volvo now, but back then, I would have chosen Mazda hands down. You know, just because I'd, I'd, I had experience with Mazdas. I sort of knew the brand. I liked the brand. To me, that's 
that's yeah, I don't know. That's just the one I'd pick out of that bunch. Hmm. Will we now, buy, I'll that right now, and I might go the Volvo now. <laughs> Were okay. we buying with our own money, or are we going to lease it? Like your you know, own coin, your own coin. You're after the hot hatch as a toy. Did you have to keep it long, or did you have to? <laughs> yeah. five years, David, let's say it's five, five years. years. Keep five it years. out of the warranty. Keep it yeah. out of the warranty. Gosh, well, everyone would expect me to say the FM two, but I know I, you don't like those. I, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. Not a huge fan. Um, I think uh, I, if I could have wangled a manual GTO Golf with tartan seats and a sunroof, I reckon I'd, I'd be there. I reckon. Tartan seats, yeah, the tartan seats are, are really cool. Uh, I, I don't mind them with the tartan seats. I love that little retro sort of uh, nod to the uh, nod to the past. I think, and you know, that was a it was a good engine when they were going well. They were brilliant, and they yeah. they they drove nicely. Well, here's another thing about the Golf, the, the Mark Eight Golf. They've even removed the golf ball style shifter. They're like they've they've just oh, compl- right. Well, that's it. That's just ridiculous. They've completely like just for me the sausages. Now, yeah. shifter, yep. mate, Volkswagen are nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> the, Volkswagen. the old guy might have been a diesel cheater, but, you know, he got some things right. That's right. <laughs> the the C30, I've always liked those. I always like, again, a, a bit of that nod to the 1800 ES. Yes. The class oh, tailgate. Oh, I did like God. that. I did like that. But I've got to say, one, once I realised they were a, a, a focus underneath, I did... Um, <laughs> I cooled a bit on them, but again, not but fun to drive. Surprisingly good to drive. So, um, are you afflicted with the same brush I am, David? Like a Ford bag? I think I may well be. But it's funny. I mean, that that's not just that's that goes back to you know childhood. I mean, I grew yeah. up in a Holden family, you know, and and um, Maddie, you've grown up in a. Ford family, pretty much, haven't you? Yeah, so, yeah, pretty mine much. was a Ford family. Yeah, 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 that's true. You're an aberration, though, Ed. You're well, <laughs> now I'm going to, uh, before we get to Scotty, I'm going to throw a spanner in the works. You've also got an option from HSV. Nah. And nah. that is the, uh, the Astra VXR. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Don't even mention it. <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk steer into a tree, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Change lanes without trying. Yeah. So okay, so so you're you're on this you're on the golf. Which are you, David? You're the golf GDI. I'm yeah. the Mazda three MPS, Scott. Um, so I do like we got nothing against Hondas, but just the FN two. I just I really don't like the shape, or it seems too chunky, or something. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like what a Type R should be. Yeah, to me. Um, you know, give me an Integra Type R or something, and I'm all over it. Mm-hmm. True. Or a Euro R, even. Mm. Indeed, like, like those. <laughs> but uh, probably lean towards the XR5 Turbo, all for the Sony head unit that comes with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Premium Sony. No, I, I mean, my parents have pretty much had Fords most of the time. I just think. Like, I don't mind the shape, the look of it. The sound is fantastic. I would say bang for buck, the XR5 Turbo. Well, a friend of mine when I was at uni bought one brand new. Uh, he top-spec'd it, sunroof, leather, uh, heated leather Recaro's, which were really nice. 
And you know, I always like, wow, this is actually a really nice car. It felt, it felt, it felt nice. It felt like a premium car inside. Actually, it it was surprising how how nice it was. And you're right, the sound, Scotty, was just unreal. Like it sounded like a like an '80s uh, Group B rally car, you know, like a Quattro rally car. And that, yeah. that's what that's what hooked me on them because I was like, I, like I knew they were fun, but I didn't realize that they were that fun. And, um, and they got like, a lot of torque too. Yeah, mm. yeah, really torquey little motor. But you were saying about torque steering into a tree. The Mazda 3 MPS was known to be a bit of a pig when it comes to <laughs> yeah, torque steering. I've heard that. <laughs> so out of all these True. cars, it's got the most power. Now, I drove a Mazda 3 MPS, like a first-gen BK, oh, probably close to seven or eight years ago now. And I've, I was like, holy crap, this is a fast car. Like, it was a bloody rocket ship. I remember the first, time, the first time I took it on boost, like I had to like brace my arms because it just ripped it out of my – it, it was an animal. <laughs> um, and he's, he actually came out of a Golf GTI Mark V coupe, um, and then he sold that to get the MPS because that had a lot more power. And the MPS was just – it was – insanely quick and i freaked out i remember the first time i, I remember the first time i drove it, i was like i didn't expect it to be as fast as, as it was and it bloody hammered Thank so you. that's my car yeah yeah <laughs> no, and and i can see why but it wasn't just but see the thing is like that wasn't just a a big engine it, they did do the suspension they did do you know brakes and very things. well executed and that that's part of my uh buying um you know criteria I remember the ad at the time. Do you remember the ad with the some people don't get it or something, and the postman's posting something through the bonnet? Got it, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't remember. <laughs> that was with the the second gen, the BL. Yeah, remember yes, that? That yeah, was that yeah, was fun. Yes. Yeah, yeah. True. which is virtually the same car underneath. Um, just just with, with where's the... Patrick tonight? He's the he's the Mazda three turbo. He kid. is. He is, and James uh, from yes, uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he he then upgraded to uh to to the BL, which which is what he he drove on our mm-hmm. on our drive day. But but yeah, that yeah, I I really liked it. So like, and especially because I was still at uni at the time, um, going back to back in that Focus and the MPS, like you could tell, you know, structure wise and and size wise that it's a very similar car because they are. But power wise, like the. The, the Mazda was just insane. Like it just, it just felt like it, it was so much more stronger. So for that reason, I liked the MPS, but oh, five cylinder sound just gets you though. It doesn't it, Scotty? Like it's a really. Join me, Matty. Join yeah. me. <laughs> Come to the Mazda, Matthew. I'm on the fence. Like either one of those could ah. do it for me. Uh, if you I- stayed. If you stayed with Mazda, would you go the Mazda 3 MPS or the Mazda 6 MPS? That's the thing. I would go the Mazda 6. No, we're not talking big hatches here, Scott. I know, but I just thought I'd kind of throw that. If you if you had to choose one of those Mazdas, what would you yeah. go for? Would you stay with the hatch or would you go to the sedan? I would take the 6 MPS. I've, I've driven a few. I love them. I reckon they're one of my favorite cars to, to like I've ever driven. They look really good too. They do look good. And, and it's not one of those cars that... And I've said it before about the in the MPS. It's it's a car that if you know you know, like it's it's uh, it just looks like a normal Mazda, Mazda six. But if you yeah. if you know the different body kit and you know the bonnet bulge and you know this, you're like, wow, that's an MPS. So that's kind of why I really like it. But I, I if I was on my P's and I wanted to get away from the cops, well, well get, not get away from the cops, but <laughs> but uh, get uh, how how would I explain this? Um, get away with driving a turbocharged car. The car that looks most 
uh, like a normal mundane car is the Mazda 3 MPS. It, it's the most restrained one out of all out of all of those lists. Even the even the Maga, the Megane and the the C30 have got you know, a bit more of a thing going for them. But the Mazda 3 just looks like a Mazda 3. So if I was if I was in, on my P plates, I'd be going for that because the XL5 came in like some pretty bonkers colors. I <laughs> the orange actually. That that was yeah, it's, it's a good color that one. Uh, but yeah, if Looking back now, I'd probably take and green scream. Is that that one? That's on the ST on the on the oh, later, later one. Yeah, oh, interesting, interesting choice, gentlemen. Is that the only? What would you rather? Or them? Oh, more? there's plenty to come. Plenty. Now, right. sticking with uh, the hot hatch theme, but going back to the '80s, gentlemen, mm-hmm. which is which is my favorite era of hot hatch. <laughs> Uh, it's 1988. So, so Scotty, set the scene for us because you set the scene with the, like the the, uh, the Armstrong bands and stuff. 1988. I can yes. set the scene. I was one years old. Yeah. <laughs> I was living in Bendigo. <laughs> Where were you living, Scotty? Were you in Sunbury? Bendigo. Bendigo, country yep. kid. Kangaroo flat. Oh. oh. That's where our record project car came from. Yeah. <laughs> you might have been near it in 88. You might have seen it driving past. Phil Collins was singing a groovy kind of love. Baby, you and me. Oh, and Tracy Chapman had a song called Fast Car. Fast Car. Oh, That's for a segue. Love a bit of Tracy. <laughs> and wherever you looked, there was boxy cars. Yes. Mm. They were quite boxy. It was the bicentennial, let's make it great in 88. I had a T-shirt with that slogan on it. <laughs> so, um, cars, so, what is it? Cars, cars? so... You're you're looking at a bit of a hot hatch again now. You, just think of think of you as an early, te- uh, like you know, late teenager, early to early twenties, and then for example, the XR5 and stuff was 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 your later your later retirement gift. Um, this one is you you've you've always been influenced by hot hatches, and the Golf GDI obviously obviously comes to mind. But the 205 GDI 1.9 is also available at the time, which is which is a revered and highly respected hot hatch for its yeah. handling prowess. But you're like, well, it's a Peugeot. I don't really you know, know them so much, but I do know Corolla and they've got a Corolla twin cam. Ooh. And then you also go to Honda and see the nice CRX, which I know where David's going already. He's, he's, I just opened and asking him this one. <laughs> <laughs> you can stop right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have enough money for a four wheel drive version of this car, but you'll get the front wheel drive TX3 turbo. Oh, well, we got you sorted too, then. Yeah, well, that's that's me done. Uh, <laughs> so they're your options, gentlemen. There wasn't a lot of, I mean, because because you couldn't we couldn't get into the uh, the three two three one because because they're they're a bit pricey and all drivey. So there are options. What are you going to go for, and why? So so options just to run through them again. Two hundred five GDI. Yes. TX five. Turbo TX3 Turbo three Turbo sorry front, front wheel drive only front wheel drive only TX3 Turbo yeah. Honda CRX and what was the other one Corolla Twin Cam Corolla Twin Cam okay here's your order number one CRX oh number two hundred percent hands down number two I like the two hundred five GDI mm-hmm. I think that'd be my number two. Because they had red carpets, and I really they did have red carpets. I really yeah. like the red carpets. Sorrento green with the red carpet. That right. was only a very late color, David. Like ninety three, ninety four, right at the end of them. Not that late, surely? Did they go that long? Did they? Yeah, they went. They went a long time. They went that, that long. They went that long. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Light oh, colour. Yeah. But yeah, no, it is a nice colour, that Sprinter. Silver with the CRX number one, Peugeot 205 GDI number two, TX3 Turbo, I think, number Ooh. three. And then what was the fourth one again? I keep Corolla forgetting. Twin Cam. Corolla. Boring. Corolla. Mm. Four. That's my order. Mm. Don't question it. Scott. <laughs> Depends if I'm heading out to the toge or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say you are heading to the toge, Scotty. Oh, I am heading. Was... It's still tough choice. What's the toge? Uh, like mountain roads. Mountain, mountain pass. Well, why, is it, why do you call it that? What is that? You go drifting. Drifting, mate. Is that is that an area of Japan? It describes like a winding mountain road. What's the term? Toge. Today, D-A-Y. Nah, with a G, Togay. Okay, I've never heard that term. There you go. All right. There you go. I'd like to inform. Car talk talk coming in clutch again, helping helping, (laughs) uh, helping, uh, (laughs) helping Eddie out. Thank you. It's either the Corolla or or the Honda. The CRX is really, really good. Yes, Mm -hmm. it is, Scott. And it reminds me of the good old, oh, what were they? The DVDs back in the day. Oh, video. Initial D. No, it wasn't initial D. Well, VHS back in the day. The high-octane DVDs. Did anyone ever watch those ones from New Zealand? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They had a CRX, and it was amazing what you could do with them back then and how much power it made from just stock form and stuff too with so many Ks on it. Yeah, they they were were great. Mm. Fantastic car. Yeah, I'd probably go the Honda. The sweeping... Uh... Hang on, but we need your two, three, and four, Scotty. Number two, well, it was very, very close, but number two is the Corolla. Mm, cool. I think that'll be super fun. Great engine. Great, Great engine. engine, light. They were very light, mm. um, so they were quite rapid. Yep. Now, uh... Remember, this is before Triple S Pulsar. They had Triple S Vector Pulsar, but yeah. that was a nugget. They didn't really move. The rest of these were, were better, so continue. Uh, what else was it? There was the Peugeot. What was the other one? TX3. Oh, the TX3. So I'll probably go the Peugeot, then the TX3. So you've got Honda 1, Corolla 2, Peugeot 3, TX3 last. Yep. David? David Prince. Mm, Well, as you you quite rightly suggested, CRX would be number one. Three, that's three, Matthew, CRX number one. But the Corolla closely behind, particularly in hatch, gets the business done. You don't need that seeker thing with the big bulgy bit on the back. Yep. Just a nice flat back hatch with the twin cam 16. So so far, David, you're the same as Scott. CRX. So far I am. And then Corolla. A lot, a lot appeals, and even now, you know, a lot appeals about the, the, the twin cam Corollas. I reckon great engine, light, reliable, absolutely bulletproof reliable, the nice racing seats, the nice red instruments, you know, red uh, uh, red clusters. A um, lot to like about those, I reckon. Um, so close, close, but CRX would have to win. No, they just... They're quite sought after those those twin cam Corollas these days. Like very, they are. They are, and it's interesting. A few have popped up, and they're still not for outrageous money under ten. And and then you look, and they've done four hundred thousand k's. You know, and they look quite quite presentable. 
And you think, well, that says something in itself, doesn't it? The fact that they're quite presentable. They've done 400,000 Ks and they're still going, you know. And a lot of them are on their original motors too still. Yeah. um, You won't get that with the Peugeot. No, no. (laughs) I had a mate who had a Peugeot back in the day and I drove that quite a bit and it was gutsy and and lusty and went really well because, again, very light, jam a big engine in it. Is it the 205 GDI? 205 GDI. Mm -hmm. Rattled like an old truck. It yeah. was just and the the build quality on them was fairly appalling, and they felt like they had the structural integrity of an eggshell. Basically, they they were not a substantial feeling car at all. Yeah, um, which they never were. The two hundred fives never were. They were you know entry, almost entry level, weren't they? Just went up from entry level. Yeah. What was it like uh, to drive? I've always wanted to know what a two hundred five GDI is like to drive because like was, everyone, everyone says everyone says they're, they're godlike in their in their performance. It was fun. It, it handled great because it was so light and had so much power and um, long spindly gear shift. Yeah, the gear um, shift wasn't amazing in them. No, no, and that's where things like the CRX and even the Corolla to a lesser extent mm-hmm. because they had that that clunky you know, mechanical shift, whereas the CRX was just like a knife through butter. It was just beautiful. So, no, I'd probably put the laser ahead of the – I'd just differ from Scotty in putting the laser ahead of the the Peugeot. Um, yep. I just, you know, the lasers were cool, but by the st- – that was a KH we're talking about, isn't it? 88? No, uh, 1988 was still KE. Oh, KE. Oh, okay, okay. Yep, yep. Because I remember reading a test uh, where it was a – T3 Turbo versus a 205 in the comparison test. And, yeah, they pretty much said if you, know, if you want turbocharged performance at a cheaper, I think it was a cheaper price, go for the yeah. TX3. Yeah. If you want you know, a bit of a, you know, fl- uh, kind of a flary little, little little hot French car, you go, for the, you go for the 205. But he's like, there wasn't much in it, which was, which was quite surprising. Yeah. No, I, I'd definitely go the KE then. I've always preferred the, the, the KE to the, the next one, the KFs and the yep. KHs that didn't do it for me. Uh, so there, that would be my four. But there's, there's actually a CRX. Someone sent me a link to one. Brooklyn's have got one for sale at the moment with 25,000 Ks on what? the top or something. Like a, a 90, 90 model, I think, Torino Red, which is the metallic burgundy. Um, and it's 33 and a half grand, I think they want for oh. But yeah, uh, that's that's... <laughs> I don't think they'll be getting that for it, but but where do you find them with those sort of Ks? It's very original, but there's still some nice nice ones around. They're, they're just getting harder to find in in really nice conditions still. Yeah. Then we come to Matthew. Well, you know, I'm going to pick the laser, obviously. Oh, uh, <laughs> so predictable. So <laughs> surprise, surprise. Now I I've, I I like the way they look. I reckon they're they're a cool little car. I'm going to go, uh, I, I really enjoyed driving the CRX. That's how I drove it, uh, which is Matty Dart's and, one. And that, and that was nowhere near at its best because it hadn't had the distributor rebuilt then. Mm. Speaking of distributors getting Yeah, rebuilt, yeah, that I car, forgot about that. That car was reborn after that was done. So it wasn't running anywhere near as, as well as it should have that night. So I'm kind of on the fence between CRX and Corolla Twin Cam here. Um, the CRX is a better built car. It felt a bit. It was a. It was more. Um, it, it felt more upmarket, to, to be honest with you, compared compared with the Corolla Twin Cam. The Corolla Twin Cam's engine, I feel, is a little bit more lively. But I, I don't think that takes away from how good the CRX actually is as, as a package. So CRX, Twin Cam, and then, or, or would I go two hundred five GDI over the over the Twin Cam? 
No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with, with Twin Cam and then 2.5. Was the Corolla still live, Axel? No, they were independent all around. That was? Yep. Um, so, yeah, they were independent all around. Um, I, I think partly partly what you said about the Corolla, the CRX feeling a bit more upmarket, the Corolla was basically, it, it wasn't a lot different to the district nursing versions, was it really? It was very sparse. It, it was basically the same except for, you know, nicer seats in the front and the, and the red, in, red uh, markings on the instruments and stuff and the way it went, of course. But the CRX, while it was based on the um, the ED Civics, it was the the interior was totally different. They had it really the, all the console was shaped towards the driver, and it was yeah. it was quite nothing's uh, nothing's interchangeable with it with a hatch or a sedan. So that really made them feel a bit more upmarket, and they were yeah they were pricey then. Yeah, they, 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 they felt were... it though too. Oh yeah, like if, if you. Back to back with a Corolla twin cam. Like if you just sit in, in each one, they're chalk and cheese, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, actually, I would no, I would take the, the two hundred five GDI over the Corolla because I, I actually really like the way the two hundred fives look. I think they're a cute looking little car, and and you know they are very revered for for being one of the best handling front wheel drive cars you know, of, of their of their time. But it just it just doesn't give me that fire the same way like a Laser or, or even a CRX does. So that's my that's my choice. Next one, gentlemen. Now, we don't talk about SUVs on this show because we, we hate them, but <laughs> if you had to buy today... Despite, despite the fact David has a, on a CRV, you have a Subaru Forester, Forrester. I have a Pajero, Scott's the only one I don't think that has an SUV. Because I'm standing by the statement. You're all just, you've faltered. <laughs> You're all weak, weak, weak-minded. Weak people. <laughs> Thank you, Scotty. Thank You're you. all sheep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now today you're uh, okay I'll, I'll set the scene it's it's uh it's 2021 uh we're in lockdown but uh <laughs> hang on i don't want this scene this is my reality i want to escape podcast is about escaping but you've, you've got a you've just you've, you've just got the, the, the three kids in the back and you're like look i need to take them to soccer practice i need to take them here i need to take them there i need an suv because that's what you do when you when you when you have kids now you need an suv um, so then what you do is you're, but you've got a bit of coin, but you don't have a lot, don't have super amounts of coin. So you can't buy the, the top models, but you still want to be a bit of a, you know, a bit of a bad snob uh, <laughs> in, in comparison to our, to our, our, hum, our humble Toyotas and our humble Mazdas and our humble, you know, uh, Hondas and stuff. So anything, anything Japanese and Korean, pff, get out of here, mate. Uh, make me sick. <laughs> so you, you go to the uh the german uh you know the Ger- the germans because because the germans obviously are, you know, are, are the best but again <laughs> show off the badge you gotta show off the badge but again you can't afford the top specs of these cars so you're, you're going base for base so you walk in to the bmw dealer and you look at the you know the x1s they're a bit, all, all those ones are a bit small x5 is like okay this is a bit more of me Base model X5. But then you're like, well, who's their competition? Mercedes. So you go over to the Mercedes. You check out their, their uh, I think I think they still do have, have the, the base model ML, don't they? In, uh, GLE. GLE. GLE, GLE yeah. now. Yep, GLE. And then you can say, well, I want to feel like being, being, being a bit uh, sporty. Uh, you go to the Porsche KN. Um, uh, and then you're like, well, I'm only getting the base model here. What are you going for and why? I feel the Porsche Cayenne is going to be a lot more expensive than the base BMW X5 or GLE Mercedes. Do you mean the Macan? 
Sorry, I meant, I meant McCann. Yes, I, I did mean McCann. McCann. That's my, right, mis- right. That's my okay. mistake. So I, I apologize. An even playing tough choice. I don't think it is. I think the Mercedes can get ruled out for me, or number that's number three. But that's you're a Mercedes guy, Edward. I'm not a Mercedes SUV guy. <laughs> so that that's coming in third. That's your bronze medal. Your silver medal for me is probably the BMW, I think. And I think the Porsche would take number one. Even though it goes a little bit against the grain with me because it's got some vag in it. But I think I'd go Porsche, Beamer, Merck. Porsche, Beamer, Merck. Scott. Oof, this is like one of those would you rathers we're talking about before off air. Of just, <laughs> None of them are great choices. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd put in like Jeep Grand Cherokee, the SRT, because I would have gone oh, for that. God. I don't mind it. They look big and tough and they sound awesome too. But I'm, with, I'm with you on that one. If I had to pick out of the, those cars and an SRT, I'd take the SRT. Just oh, because, yeah. It's just because it's an animal. <laughs> I mean, the car, I mean the car. The car's not great, but but the engine is what's is what that car is essentially. Yeah, but and the engine will last forever. Model. That's not comparing a base model, is it? No, but uh, getting into like those, it's probably about the same price. Yeah, badges, yeah, you're getting you're getting <laughs> ASRT. <laughs> right, mine, mine would be similar to Ed's, except BMW would be last. <laughs> <laughs> That's called wisdom born of pain, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And I've known people that have had some X5s and they're a bit of a pain in the butt, I've heard. But I don't know about newer ones. They're probably really good now. But Your Porsche Merc Beamer. Yes. David. If I'm buying something with a German badge, I like it to be made in Germany. So I would be having some Porsche. Good choice. Good choice. And then... Uh, and then, ooh, can I say I'd probably walk? No, that's no. <laughs> no you must choose. <laughs> must. No, no. I want the reason. BMW, and then that Mercedes. I think. Same as me. But definitely the Porsche. The the McCann. The McCann. I think is just from the working on on the, the all three of them quite regularly with what I do. The McCann streets ahead. It's, Streets ahead inside and mm, nice to drive, I think. And then Zephos Matthew. Do you think it's better because it's got a Porsche badge? Because that's essentially no. it's essentially no. a Tiguan. Like it's it's just it, it's just it's just a more immediately comfortable and integrated design, I think. Both the, the BM and the and the Mercedes to me. And yeah, people buy SUVs for comfort, so it's a it's a it's an important element of it. I think you sort of sit in them rather than on them. You know, no, that's the other way around. You sit on them rather than in them. You know, they're 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 certainly not sort of a car. Whereas the the Macan seems to instantly just be more comfortable and things fall easy to hand. I find Ed may well disagree, but mm, no, it's, I like the Macan. I think. The BMW, yeah, I was very used to it for a lot of years and they did win me over in terms of handling. You know, they really do drive like a car. So they, they shrink around you. You know, if you yep. if you bring an X5 round a track or on some twisty bits of road out in the country at high speed, it, everyone who's ever done that comes away going, wow, for, for a big, heavy SUV, these things really do feel great to drive. 
more, much more so than the Mercedes. They always were. But I just think the size of the Macan and maybe the, the fit finish of the cabin is a bit nicer, as you say. Mm-hmm. Matt? Yeah, I would be <clears throat> Macan. Every time I've heard of people talk about Macans, I get I get the sense that they actually really like the car. So, like, it, they've never really had a bad thing to say about them. Now, people that have had them that I've met have had, like, you know, top spec animal crazy fast one, or they've had, like, this standard one. And they've, and they've always said, like, they like the way they drive. Because uh, um, I, I, I get an idea of them the whole, you bought an SUV, why? But, <laughs> but then, they, then they explain to me, whereas with the X5s and... GLE, yeah. GLE, sorry, yeah. GLE. Uh, there is a GLA and a GLB and a GLC and a GLE. So, you know, and a GL. And a GL, yeah. <laughs> sorry yeah. to be confusing, you know, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. easy to get confused. Yeah, I'd probably go the Merc, then I would go... So I'd, I'd go Porsche, the Merc, and then the Beamer. Why Merc? I've been in one of those, and I actually don't mind... I didn't, didn't mind it. Uh, Harley had one. Harley had one before he sold. Uh, he sold before he got his C sixty three, and I was like, actually, this is quite nice. I mean, I wouldn't go out of my way to buy one. Yeah, he had a C. He had a he had a C class before that, the current or now previous gen C class. Yeah, and and I I really liked that car. I thought that was a really nice car, and and, and I I thought it was a bit of a not a downgrade, but a bit of a uh, step to the side when when buying that because I because I actually really liked the the C class, but. Yeah, no, I, uh, I think, I think the Porsche. Um, you are getting a Porsche badge. You say I got a Porsche. Oh, you got another one? No, no, I got a Macan. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be the, the the thing that you get. But yeah, I'll probably I'll probably go the, go the Porsche. Well, we're all in agreement on that one then. Mm. Mm. Pretty much. Have you guys got any? What would you rather's before we move on? I kind of do have one. I'm just trying to find a third car that would match oh. well with it. Oh, Scott. It's going to be fairly odd, just so you know. And there might be some cars that you don't really know, but that's all right. No, all part of the fun. <laughs> My last one for the for the night was, uh, you know, mid two thousand sedans were were kind of like a like a good thing, and mid size sedans were 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 actually quite quite well, you know, respected and and were and were were enjoyed. Now you're a setting the scene again, gentlemen. Uh, you're you're in mi- middle management. You know, gone are the days of the of the Falcon and the the Commodore as your as your machinery. You you only have options besides those two. You have Honda Accord Euro first gen. You've got Mazda six first gen, or you've got Subaru Liberty first. Oh, sorry, not not first gen. Um, fourth gen. You know, mid two thousands. Uh, we're looking at all specs except the performance, the performance variant. So, like, the non non NPS, no no GT or you know, turbo ones or anything like that. Just as a as a um, as a car, as a standard car, what would you pick and why? This is the toughest one you've given us so far. <laughs> I do my best, Edward. I do my best. All right, all very good cars. So that's uh, first generation six, isn't it? Yeah, first gen six, first, first gen, gen Euro. Ford Euro, and and fourth gen Liberty, the nice, gen, the nice one. Mm-hmm. Well, the first two gens were nice. I think. Well, the first three were nice too. Yeah, no, they were they were still good Liberties up to then. <laughs> I would probably have to go the Accord Euro Luxury number one because I like the heated seats and the leather upholstery, and the Accord Euro was a very well screwed together machine and even their ad 
you know, remember that ad they had with the oh. with the dominoes and the you know the um the wipers going wipers moving forward move yep. forward and it was such a precision um, piece of advertising. It I think I'm sure it won awards at the time. It did. It was called yeah. the Cog. There you go. Yeah. Mm. There you go. That that and it really you know it's one it's one case where the the ad kind of matched the car like it was such a well executed. Uh, so I think I'd go Cordero Luxury number one. I think I'd probably go the Liberty number two only because it's a little bit interesting. You know, it's boxer engine, it's frameless windows. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's just got a bit more character to it than the Mazda 6. And Mazda, oh, I owned a Mazda 6. It was a great car, but that would be number three, I think, just purely because it's a little bit more boring. God. Sorry. Me? Yeah. It's tough. You're a Subi guy. Would you not go Subi number yeah, one? Yeah, so I was throwing up between that and the it was the Euro, wasn't it? Yeah, Cord Euro, Subi. Yeah, because they look really, really nice. I would probably throw up the Euro and then the Subaru. It's, I don't know what it is. It's, it's something. David. David. Same, same. Three mm-hmm. out of three, and then there's got to be an upset here, doesn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Well, coming from some coming from someone that's driven all three of those cars, uh, in terms of engine character, again, we're not getting into like a performance one. Just they're all they're all you know your standard four cylinder ones. The Subaru's got the most disappointing motor. It's got I mean they've all got very good driving dynamics. The Mazda Six is probably the most fun out of the three, I'd say. Um, in terms of it's it's a bit more it's a bit more sprightly and and goes goes very well. But the Honda is the most refined out of all three of them. And I think that's probably where I'm heading. Um, I ended up buying one a while ago, but I, I, I really like it because it's, you know, it's a, they're quite a simple car, but they're also very nice. And, and, and they, they've held up quite well. Actually, all three of those cars have held up quite well, to be, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, um, I love that generation Subaru, uh, Liberty. That's, that's like my favorite Liberty. And I, I wanted one for ages, but the engines will let that, let that car down. If it was a turbo one, or if it was a you know um, a flat six one, different story. I'd be taking the, I'd be taking the Subaru, but I'm gonna go. If I had to own and and live with, it'd be the uh, the Honda, the Mazda, and then the the Lib. But I love the Liberty. If it wasn't in that like just standard four cylinder spec, so. And there's your upset, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, your one. All right. So I've got mine set up. Uh-oh. I'll have to probably send some links so you can see some pictures mm-hmm. because you got to picture yourself. You're an odd, quirky fellow. That's every day. Something- that's, that's every day I look in the mirror. <laughs> now, you don't have a huge budget, but you want something not a sedan, but not quite a wagon, but kind of a wagon, but not at the same time. So you're kind of in between. You're after a car that no one's really heard of because you kind of want to stand out. <laughs> You're a boring man, and this is your only chance to have an edge. Yeah, you want to be able to talk. You want people to come up to you and say, <laughs> oh, what car is that? And then you want to just go on the whole spiel all about it. You could try it. You're trying to use it as a pickup tool. Yes. You want to completely <laughs> bore someone about why. <laughs> okay, okay. For at least an hour or so about why you chose this car, what's so special about it, why haven't you heard about it, and this is why. The first one (laughs) is a 2003 Mitsubishi Airtrack 
Turbo oh, R. I don't know what they are. <laughs> I saw Ryan Ships. If you haven't seen one, I'll put one up for now because they've got one recently. They've just they sometimes stick around on their page for a bit, but there's one now. What that is, uh, Scotty? That is a it's a Mitsubishi Lancer Evo automatic. Yeah, it's well, it's pretty a, much like a Evo Seven GTA. GTA, yeah, um, but in a in the body of a out Outland Outlander, yeah, Outlander, yeah, yeah. yeah they're called an Outlander, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm looking at that now online. So you got one of those? Yep. Yeah, Trek. And then you like might them, go... To be honest, <laughs> I really like those cars. Oh, Matthew. But then you're like Toyota kind of quirky too. And you could get a Toyota Mark X Zio. Oh, yeah. Mm. Now let me put up one of those for you. I don't mind those, actually. I, I, quite, I think they're kind of cool. So I had to try and find some good pictures. And then something you just realise that you can import now, which I don't really have one for sale, but you can look up pictures, is the Alteza Gita. Mm. That's G-I-T-A, Alteza Gita. Which is basically an IS-250 wagon, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Alteza Gita. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the Americans got the wagon IS, I think IS three hundreds and stuff. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, which which is something I would have loved to have had. Here. I think they're I think they're really cool. All right, this one's just like I think the Alteza Gita was had the same engine as the other Alteza sedans had the good motor, the beams motor. Yeah, yeah. There are three very good options. Uh, there are three yeah. choices, and the price is more. Well, the Alteza is a little bit more. The air tracks are cheapest, but. And they're all kind of the same, roughly kind of around the same year. And they're completely weird. And you could sit there and talk hours to someone, boring them about what you chose that, about its name, what it has similar width. <laughs> well, they're, they're all very different because they've all got different engines. Like one's a four-cylinder yeah. turbo, one's a you know, beams four-cylinder, um, and the other one's a uh, three and a half liter V6, which V6, is which is, yeah, which is yeah. which you could find in like your Orions and your cam your, uh, your current Camrys and stuff, which is which is a long lived motor, which is a very good motor. And your Corolla blades. And your Corolla blades. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would have wouldn't mind one of those. That that'd fly. <laughs> <laughs> the power of suggestion. Has anyone put one of those three point five V6s into an Echo? That would be hilarious. <laughs> And also nice. a death trap at the same time. So. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, my my choices on yours, Scotty, would be number one the the Lexus. Is it the Lexus Gita? Yep. Alteza Gita. Sorry, Alteza Gita. That's yeah. right. I, I, I like a Lexus. I don't mind the look of it. That's that's your number one. Number two is the Mitsubishi for me because I really don't like the look of that Toyota. The, what was the Toyota one? It just looks frumpy and the Mark X Zio. Yeah, the Zio. I don't like <laughs> Zio. So I think it'd probably be Le- or t- yeah, Lexus, Toyota, uh, Mitsubishi, then Toyota. Mm. I think I'm much the same. I really like the. I really. I've always liked that first gen IS. That was. It's, it's still one of my favorite designed cars, and I think they're very underappreciated for what they are. I think they're actually a really good car. Mm. I'd love to own one. I almost owned an IS300 at one point, but that fell through. So I die. Good car. Really good car. I was close to, to getting one, yeah. Yeah. I've never had a Lexus. Lexus. Mm. Alexi. Never had a Lexi. Mm. But, but has a, the worst gen Taurus ever. ever. Nah, 
Matt, you've got to get over it. You've got to move on. I'm not. I'm not getting over it. Move on, Matt. So the air track was air track was going to win until you brought it in in the IS and I'm a, I'm a I'm a sucker for that shape so yeah it, it's 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 that order it's same order as Ed. You're all wrong. Oh oh, Zio Zio absolutely. There's something really cool about the shape, like it's sort of cab forward almost or something. There's grumpy is the word. No no no, you're wrong. And uh, it's <laughs> straight out, you're wrong. <laughs> it's, it's got that silky smooth 3.5. It would be bulletproof, reliable, um, smooth as silk to drive. Look at the cool roof console it's got, too. It looks like yeah. something out of 2001 A Space Odyssey or something. Um, yeah, no, I, it looks like an Odyssey, that's what it is. I'd have that in a heartbeat. I, I really like them, and I think they, they're, they're Rupert value, I reckon. I, I have looked at them before, and, um, you know, in, in space. I mean, imagine if you had, you know, had to carry extra people. I mean, having a six-seater that looked like that and went like that rather than some of the gloppy things people buy, you know. I mean, out of all the engines in this list, like, that's probably my favourite engine because it's it's just... Yeah, a, I agree. The engine's good. It's a fantastic engine, that that, uh, that 3.5 V6, the 2GR. You forget about the 4G, Matty. <laughs> nah, well, Evo motor. <laughs> Evo motor. I mean, 4G63, yes, I know. I know. It's, it's a legendary engine. but And also... Nah. That that three point five is used in so many cars. There were so many parts; they don't go wrong anyway to begin with. So. No, that's right. That's yeah. right. They are like yeah. They wouldn't have that engine wouldn't have stuck around this long if it wasn't good. You know. So mm-hmm. that's that's uh, and, and Toyota are really good at making a, a silky smooth V six. They they always have been for a very long time. Always have been. Yep. So yeah. definitely think that's and they, and they rev and they actually sound really good and and you know for for a company like Lotus to use that engine in in, in their in their performance cars. It's quite, it's, it says something about how good that engine is. So, it really does. I was actually surprised they didn't put a turbocharged version of that or a supercharged version of that for the Supra, for the new Supra. Because I know the Supras have always had straight sixes, but you know, yeah. instead, of, instead of going the, the, the BMW route, they, they should have they mm. went, went somewhere like that. Well, what was the, the Orion? Was the, the, the TRD Orion? TRD. Um, supercharged, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. That hammered, that, that had 240 odd kilowatt. That, that, that went really well. The issue with that car is like, Nobody knew what it was. One, <laughs> two, TRD were very expensive. They were trying to compete with HSV and FPV, but they, the performance wasn't as the performance was more like a SS Commodore and XR6 Turbo, not like a not like a you know, FPV slash HSV. But the pricing was so that that's where they kind of got a little bit lost. Imagine if it was real or drive as well. Ah, imagine if it was all drive. I reckon all drive. I probably yeah. would have bought one if it was all drive. That would that would have been awesome. And they're actually quite affordable because not many people know what they are. So car talk top tier. If you're after a bit of a Aussie hot rod that not many people know about, even though it's a Japanese car, it is, they were only ever sold here. You get one of those. I'm sure you could just change the pulley and get more boost into it. That, <laughs> they take, they take quite a bit of boost from, from what I've heard. And, and the, the six speed autos are quite bulletproof, but they do torque steer pretty badly. That's the issue. Once you start getting a bit more power into them. So David, you, you've taken the, uh, I've taken the ZO, then with the Altezza second, and then the bits are missing third. Bits are missing third. <laughs> Scott, what are you going for? Yeah, I'd probably go the Altezza first because it just it looks nice and sleek. Then I'd probably go the Airtrek second, and then the ZO last. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so three against one. 
Yeah, well, story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine all the stories you could talk about, though, if you yeah. chose the Zio. I've got a Zio. It looks like a- <laughs> And everyone's like, what's a Zio? Zio. Oh, I'm glad you asked. Well, <laughs> let me show you my grumpy bus. No. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, uh, us us guys, we'd be the top people that's being like, well, come look at my Zio. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is a car that you've never heard of. And then and just started going into a tour where people just be like, oh, God, will we shut up? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, time so, for the quiz, Matthew. Time for the quiz, gentlemen. Now All right. I'm very tired. I probably won't win. Oh, booby. <laughs> ten, ten, qu- ten questions. Uh, some bonus questions in there as well. Let's get it cracking. Question one, what does BRZ in Subaru's BRZ actually stand for? Oh, Shout out to good friend Heath for sending this through. He does the Gutter to Gutter podcast, which is a really, really good podcast. We're actually having him on next week to, to join him for a chat. So on shout Tuesday, out to him. On the Tuesday night show. Yeah, the woman we went on her lookout for the... Uh... Do I have to be on my best behavior? No. No, we, 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 went, we remember we went and looked at the Vortex for him? Yeah, I remember. But if he's coming on the show, I've got to be on my best behavior. Ah, you'll be right. You'll be right. <laughs> so, what does BRZ stand for? I don't know. I'll give you 0.5 if you get any part of it right. I guarantee none of you will get it, but it'll... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ed. Ed. The R stands for racing. Incorrect. Oh. All right. Um, the R stands for rally. Incorrect. Oh. The B stands for black. Incorrect. Oh, here you go. Boxer Z- engine... Does Boxer the Z in- stand for zone? No. <laughs> Zio. Zio. <laughs> it's boxer engine, rear wheel drive, and the Z stands for zenith, whatever that means. So there you go. I used to make carburetors back in the day. Yeah. Question two. What car am I? Gentlemen, score check. You're all in zero. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's all right. Uh, this small economy two-door car was a sports-styled compact car sold from 1991 to 1992 in two generations. Available only Sorry, for a, one year. One no, year. 1991 to 1999. Oh, you, you said 1991-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1992-1
Uh, and you, you already had a guess, didn't you? One point, I said maybe. Mazda one two one because they had a one point three and a one point five in the bubble one two one. You know that ran for a few years, and I thought that was on the money, but evidently not. You guys are all wrong. Toyota Paseo. I had one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not as a race car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, okay. you can get them in a thirteen hundred and a fifteen hundred. Like they, they share their engines with the with the Starlet. With the uh, Starlet, but we yeah. only got the the fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. There you go. Bonus question: What does Paseo actually mean? Isn't that like a Spanish form of currency? It's a Spanish word. I'll give you 0.5 because you, you named it a Spanish word, but it's not. It's not You're pesos. thinking pesos. Pesos. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you 0.5 for, uh, for saying it, it is a Spanish word. Probably it, means like donkey or something. Yeah. You're not far off. <laughs> am I? Am I <laughs> Scott. Scott. It's a type of horse. Very correct. Ah, oh, damn. Ooh. <laughs> Think mm. about. The car as a as a performance car. It's not really much a performance. Hairdresser. Car. Does no. Paseo mean hairdresser? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to go down to the Paseo to get my my hair cut. <laughs> has to be what it was called in Japan in in the Sinos? Japan. Sinos? Yeah, so, yeah. No, I would just say Paseo, maybe road. Nah, it's Spanish for a walk. So having a walk. Well, it, oh, and, like and a, it, actually, it actually makes sense because it, the they're not that talk. fast. They're not that fast. So, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I I would know this because it was our Nugget Nationals car. And it, it was getting walked on by a lot of things in, in, the, in the competition. It's better than Pajero, which is Spanish for having up. Yeah, yeah. This is this is more than a walk. <laughs> Question three: The brand Saturn. Uh, was another one of GM's ideas from the 1980s. When did this company get dissolved? If you could give me the year, please. Mm. You it mean, was, it was when... Yeah, they didn't come here. No, it, 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 it didn't come here, but it was when uh, GM did a massive cull of all their, of all their car manufacturers. The so, so Pontiac went, uh, Saturn went. Yeah. Uh, Ed. Ed. 2003. Incorrect. David. David. 2002. Incorrect. Scott. Scott. 2005. Incorrect. 2010. Lasted until 2010. Oh, really? Yeah. I was trying to think of the last Pontiacs and that. Yeah, the last Pontiacs went until the late noughties, I think, from memory. Score check, Matt. Score check. Edward, (laughs) 0.5. David and Scott, (laughs) zero. I am rocketing ahead tonight. I told you I was breaking. This I mean, crazy. Ed's comfortably won. Why do we even bother? Yeah, yeah I know, I know. I know. Really? It's tired too. It's, you know. it's over. It's over, gentlemen. <laughs> Question four. In what year did the Subaru Impreza first come out in worldwide? Ed. Ed. We got it in 94. But mm-hmm. I reckon worldwide it came out in 93. That would be incorrect. Scott. Scott. 92. 92 is correct. Ah! <laughs> I was actually really going to say 92 as well, so it wasn't just because I said 92. (laughs) (laughs) Question five. What car turns 40 years old this year? Oh, lots of them. Okay, well, (laughs) 40 years old this year. Yeah, there's heaps. Uh, The actual moniker, name of, of a car turns 40 this year. It's no longer in production, but 
it was it was sold here in Australia. What year is what year means you're turning forty this year? What is uh, it? 80, 81. 81. 81. Um, what was launched in eighty one? The Mercedes W one two six S class, but you had S classes in the seventies, so it can't be that. Mm-hmm. I think I read this in a mag the other day or online somewhere actually. Country of origin? Can we have a country? Uh it'll give it away because it's a bit of a complicated one. <laughs> <laughs> So no, is that no? So no. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a no. Okay. Um, Gee. It was sold here until 2002. Mazda 626. Incorrect. David. David. Pulsar? Incorrect. Oh. <laughs> you guys are doing horribly today. <laughs> hey, at least we're all doing horribly. Maybe yes. that's something we'll do with the questions. <laughs> this was big news during the week. David's going like to. I've, I've heard about. David's going to kick himself when he, 40. when he when he finds out. Oh, it's a Honda. Okay, it, it isn't a Honda. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't a Honda. Uh, I think I've read it during the week. Forty rings a bell for something. It says blah blah. You know, turning forty, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But now, no, nah, every car I can think of is there's an older version of it that goes beyond eighty one, so it doesn't yeah. even help. Yeah, pass. Yeah, yeah we're all done. We're all you guys easy. are no longer welcome on my show. It's the Ford Laser. Ford Laser turns forty this year. Oh, ah. <laughs> Laser the Amazer. You guys are you guys are a disgrace. <laughs> oh no! Sorry, Matt. Uh, I thought I had I thought I had you guys as friends. I thought well, I thought yeah. you, know, you know I thought this was an easy question. And, uh, wow. My feelings, guys, are really really hurt. Anyway, question six. Maybe I didn't hear about it on the news then. <laughs> Yeah, all we heard, all we hear is death and destruction. <laughs> Question uh, six. What car am I? This mid-engine sports car first appeared in 1996 and has now spanned four generations. Currently still on sale. It is a convertible with a rear drive layout. Praise for its handling, good looks, and overall usability. The The car has become a sensation, spawning a hardtop version and now hitting 25 years. As the same formula continues to do with its flat four and now uh, and, and six engines. What car am I? So it's had both a flat four and a flat six. Ed. Ed. Porsche Boxster? Porsche Boxster is correct. It's 25 years oh, old. Oh, yeah, it is too. Wow. Okay. They, did have a, uh, they did have a four-cylinder and a, and a mm. flat six. It's I don't remember them having a People are going to try and get those on. It's the car where the front and back look the same. Same, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the push-me-pull-you of... Uh, yeah. You didn't what, know if but, you reverse park or just drove in normally. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus question. What does Boxster stand for? Uh, Boxer Engine Sports. David. I, I David? said, I, said David? Uh, I heard David. Okay, fine. Boxster Engine Sports. Boxer uh, Engine Sports. I was going to say, I was going to say Boxer Engine, yeah. Uh, you're half right with, with Boxer Engine. I'll give you 0.5. You get the other Scott. Part. Scott. Is it a combination of Roadster and Boxer Engine? It is a combination of Roadster Score check at question six, bonus question. Scotty on 1.5, Edward on 1.5, David on a lonely 0.5. Uh, can, <clears throat> next question, question seven. Here's a, here's, a, here's a hot topic for you. The Hyundai Scoop Oops. shared its platform with what other car? Oh. 
Ed. Ed. Wasn't that the Hyundai XL? It was the XL. Well done, Edward. Whew. Question I eight. The brand. I was thinking of the brand. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, it, it, it did use a Mitsubishi engine when it first uh, hit the market until later on when they put their own motor. Question eight. The Nissan NX Coupe or Coupe uh, was only available here as a two liter. Other countries got one other option, especially America. What was that engine size? Ed. Ed. 2.2. Incorrect. Scott. Scott. 2.4. Incorrect. Ah. Oh, was it was a 2.4. Good guess, though, Scott. Good guess. Yeah, they, they did do a 2.4 in the Bluebird. Yes, yes, um, that's what I was thinking that might be. Uh, David, 1.8. Incorrect. They did a 1600. It was called the oh, NX2000 God. or the NX, NX1600. Oh, okay. Smaller. Again. Hmm. Hmm. So the, the NX1600 didn't have, you know, like ABS and a few other things like the 2 liter had. Super. Question nine. What was Korea's first turbocharged car? Oh, there's some hard questions tonight, isn't there, gentlemen? Yeah. <laughs> um, first, to, so it's got to be a, from Hyundai or Daewoo, oh, or it could be something really oddball like the Sangyong Muso. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, like a turbo diesel. Stavic, what a car! <laughs> yeah, uh, Ed, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna go the Sangyong, the Sangyong turbo diesel bloody Muso. Bum bum, incorrect. Okay. Scott and David. 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 Kia Seed. Incorrect. Uh, I'm thinking that hatchback one, that Hyundai Veloster. Mm, incorrect. You were close with Hyundai, though. It was the Hyundai Scoop again. That was the fir- the Scoop Turbo. The oh. Turbo was the, was the Scoop Turbo was the first turbocharged Korean car. Wow. Question ten. So it's still anybody's game. Except for David. (laughs) (laughs) Question 10. The famous Hemi 265 straight six, which is quite a famous engine here in Australia, is a very, very popular engine. What is 265 cubic inches in litres? Ed. Ed. 3.3. Incorrect. 265. David. David. It's four litres, isn't it? Incorrect. Scott. Scott. 3.9. Sorry. <laughs> is it oh, uh, 4.6? Oh, you're all close. It's 4.3 litres. I was trying to think of the 289. Yep. And I had a rough idea what that might have been. And the thing in 302. Oh, the 250 was 4.1. 4.1. Yep, 250 yeah, crossflow yeah. was a 4.1. The 289 is a 4.7 litre. Um, and the, uh, the 265 is a... 4.3. Uh, Tonight's winner on <laughs> 2.5 <laughs> is Edward Bartik. Well done. Wow. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know why I'm clapping you. This is, <laughs> I don't even clap. Don't, I don't even want uh, to. You still have to. Nah. Yeah, it's, it's the rule. A win's a win. Shocking. That is shocking. <laughs> In the famous words of, of one Dominic Toretto, it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. <laughs> and and uh, Edward, you have won tonight. You've won bragging rights for a week. Thank you, thank you very much. It's not something I'm particularly proud of. <laughs> some some pretty tricky questions in there, actually, today, guys. Uh, there were. There were. So I thought I'd... Uh, uh, I'd Especially some... starting with that BRZ. Yeah, that, I think that threw you guys all off. You're like, yeah, no, nah, this is going to be a shit night. Yeah, <laughs> right. what, is what was it? Boxer engine, rear-wheel drive, and what was the Z? Zenith. 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 
I'm just going to Google Zenith. <laughs> What's a Zenith? What's a Zenith? I think something Zenith that means like at the forefront or something, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. the Zenith is when the sun's directly above you, isn't it? Oh, is it? It's Zenith. It's like 90 degrees. I remember the word Zenith. Scott, read it out. Oh, okay. So it says Zenith is um, a noun, so known as the time at which something is most powerful or successful. And they've said in 1977, punk was at its zenith. (laughs) So if the sun's directly above you, that's its most powerful. That's another one too that says in astronomy, it's the point in the sky or celestial sphere directly above an observer is also zenith. The more, you, the more you learn on car talk, guys, the more you learn. So I'm not sure which one they mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was remember well, Zenith. Subaru does have those stars in the... Uh, in yes, the that's the one they mean. Because yeah. you're always working under it. <laughs> <laughs> My feet yeah. is on top of me leaking oil. Yeah. You're always broken. Uh, well, I always remember Zenith because of the the screws you could buy from Bunnings. There was a brand called Zenith, and I never knew what that oh, was. Too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, gentlemen, that is a podcast. Um, wrap it up. You don't even have to edit that one. It was so seamless. It was very good. It was very good. Bunting, I might have a buyer for your Mazda three potentially if you're still if you still got a selling. It, it is available for sale. Yes. Could I get some pictures, please? Yes, I will send them through to you after the show. Yes. Uh, so Bunting's bashings is always always still doing well. Scotty Stitches, anything to report, Scott? Nah, just it, Mercedes still broken. And of course, our, our our wonderful David Prince, the interior guru. You know, Scotty will be will be going there. Yep. Carloop AU, go to carloop.com.au if you want to know what people are paying for cars currently and, you know, basically all what's happening in the market. Or if you just got a question about buying cars, speak to our main man, Riz. He was on, on the show tonight. He's not feeling well. Get better, Riz. We'll, we'll, we'll see you next week. Bye, Rizzy. Like and share our Facebook page. It's Car Talk, T-O-R-Q-E with Manny J. If you miss any of our previous episodes that will up, a challenge at iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasting apps. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review to Car Talk. Check out our merch on our Teespring store. Go to teespring.com and type in car talk store and you'll find up all, all our t-shirts and, and paraphernalia, buy some stuff, support the show that gives you all this free content. And also you become a patron to our Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash car talk podcast and donate to the show that gives you all this free content so we can, we can produce more content for you all. Gentlemen, lovely show tonight. Good, good chats, good discussions. And I shall see you all next time. Take it easy. See ya. See ya.